0: RC Top 3, a weekly podcast of the top three stories from Regnum Christie. This Present Moment by Holly Gustafson. In November of 2019, I read a book called The Artist's Way. In it, the author, Julia Cameron, suggests establishing a habit called morning pages, spending about a half an hour at the beginning of each day writing three pages. She recommends that they always be done in the morning, and be handwritten on regular-sized paper, like an 85 by 11 notebook. Since reading the book, I've adopted Cameron's morning pages routine, spending the first moments of my day in prayer and my pages. This means that I've accumulated a pile of notebooks of varying styles and page counts that have documented my life, my thoughts, and my writing for over the past two years. It also means that I have an exact record of what I was thinking and feeling during the entire pandemic— from the first whispers of its existence, to today, two years later. On January 1st, while the rest of the family still slept, I thought it might be interesting to reread some of my pages. What were my hopes for the year 2020? Where was I at a year later, at the beginning of 2021? And how did this compare to where I am today, on the first day of 2022? But, as I read through some of my pages, the anxiety that I have been managing— sometimes well, but mostly poorly, over the past few years started to return. I didn't want to read about my hopes and dreams for 2020, or even for 2021. I wasn't ready to visit the past, through my morning pages, at all, at least not yet. Nor am I particularly interested in musing on the future. The little I did read in my past pages reminded me of my naivete in the early days, when this pandemic would be over in two weeks, by Easter, by summer, by September, by next summer, by next year, and so on and so on. Two years later, I've stopped making anything more than vague plans for the future, and even those are understood to be fluid, flexible, and possibly completely surrendered. Hopefully, if all goes well, and if things don't change by then, our familiar refrains by now. So I put my notebooks away. Maybe one day, when more time has passed, I'll be up to reading them, or maybe not. Cameron is clear that morning pages are not about the product you create each day, but about simply building the habit of creating daily. But pulling them out, and stacking them up, and even flipping through them, as briefly as I did, taught me an important lesson. God is not calling me to the past, to stay there too long or rue or reminisce, nor is He calling me to charge unseeingly and alone into the future. Today, he calls me to today, to be in this very moment, to be in this space I'm right now in, to be present, here, in this. And whatever this present moment is, he is here, too. Good Riddance 2021 by Father John Bullock, L.C. On New Year's Eve, someone texted me, I'm not staying up tonight in order to welcome in the new year but to make sure that the old one leaves. In other words, good riddance 2021. Between Delta and Omicron variants of COVID, vaccine mandates, ongoing lockdowns in some areas, political tensions, and now, serious inflation, it is quite understandable that people would want to close the chapter that was 2021. Hopefully, 2022 will be better. This transition from one year to the next has led me to reflect on our relationship to time, especially the past and the future. The first thought is that the passage of time is meant to be a blessing. Although we may struggle in this fallen world, time allows us the gift to begin again. If last year did not go well, hopefully next year will be better. If last week did not go well, hopefully this one will. If yesterday went poorly, tomorrow might be better. Every unit of time is truly somewhat of a new beginning. It is an opportunity to make or to renew certain resolutions, like making more time for prayer, or family, or exercise, etc. Secondly, this expectation of a better future reveals the importance of hope. Hope in what, you may ask? Secular culture often declares hope in a progressive understanding of time. Things will simply get better on the loose assumption that as we move forward in time, our technological knowledge increases and life will automatically get better as a result. The problem with that expectation is that it implies that ignorance is the only source of ill, not taking into account egotism or sin. Whereas the Christian also has hope for the future, but ultimately that future is heaven, and the foundation of that hope is God's fidelity in getting us there. Thirdly, confidence in God's fidelity to lead us home will help us better weather the storms that come our way. There is nothing that can happen in our lives that God cannot use towards our benefit, towards our sanctification. This is the inherent meaning behind St. Paul's exclamation. We know that all things work for good for those who love God. It is, therefore, that context of God's fidelity that helps us discern the good in all things. This is why, fourthly, we must take care in how we assess our past. In my own life, there were certain periods which I simply labeled as, yuck, put a lid on them, and no longer wanted to remember. Move on, don't look back, was my motto. But it was not God's. Through a spiritual process, our Lord wanted to heal my memory. I had to look back and acknowledge the yuck. I did this with the assistance of a spiritual guide. If your past contained severe emotional wounds, you may need the assistance of a good Christian counselor. What I learned through the process is that pretending to ignore certain wounds meant that I continued to carry them unresolved within me. When I acknowledged the wounds and gave them to our Lord, not without a few tears, there was real healing. My Savior redeemed my past. Yes, certain events had been difficult, but God had also been present there. Many graces came through those difficulties. Furthermore, since I was willing to look at those periods previously labeled yuck, Our Lord also helped me realize that there had also been much good during those times. Consequently, my invitation to you is to look on 2021, or any moment in your past, with the eyes of our Lord. Ask Him how He understands your journey up to this point. Let Him reveal His grace, working within the mess of your own shortcomings, those of people close to you, or even crazy world events. It's fine to be grateful for an end to 2021, Just make sure to recognize the graces it contained before fully closing that chapter. I wish you a very blessed New Year. Lessons from the Workshop of St. Joseph by Father Daniel Brandenburg, L.C. Part 17. Epilogue As Christians, we are disciples of Jesus Christ. Those who take up our cross daily to follow Him are baptized in His name, and thus are adopted into his family. This relationship taps us into the happiness every human heart desires, the joy of the gospel. It is good news because we are freed from slavery to sin and heirs to the promise of eternal life. How can we maximize this tremendous gift? How do we navigate the daily challenges life throws at us? How can we live now with the mind of Christ? There can be no better way than the way that Jesus himself showed us. Jesus went down with Joseph and Mary to Nazareth and was obedient to them. St. Paul asked, Who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? The answer is simple Joseph and Mary instructed him. If we would put on the mind of Christ, we need to enter into their tutelage. This is the sense of what we do now. By faith and baptism, we entered into God's family. Through forgiveness and works of mercy, we show that our faith is alive. In the sacraments, we are nourished and healed. By actively entrusting ourselves to Joseph and Mary, we gain heavenly parents who will guide us as they did Jesus. A real man, a real woman. Because they are fully human, we can relate to them. Because in their lives they were so attentive to the Holy Spirit, He could teach them all things, and show us how to also listen for God's voice in our lives. Because Jesus was obedient to them, we chose that same path. Act of Entering Under St. Joseph's Care Dear St. Joseph, God honored you above all men throughout history by choosing you to be the foster father of Jesus. As a just man, in the best of Jewish and human tradition, You carried out Your mission in quiet action, hidden, loving, serving, protecting, and providing. You modeled faith and virtues for Jesus. You overcame every fear that assaulted You throughout life, showing us the way to live in virtue and grace. And when the time came for the end of Your years, You received Your treasure in heaven. Today, St. Joseph, in the presence of God and of the Virgin Mary, Your spouse, I entrust my entire Christian life and formation to you. As God trusted you, so do I. As you taught Jesus, teach me. As you overcame fears, perfect in me the love that casts out all fear. As you listened and acted upon the Holy Spirit's voice, help me to do the same. May my life, too, exhibit the joy of the gospel. May I fulfill my life mission as you did and at the end of my days, may I also experience the presence of You, Jesus, and Mary at my side to be welcomed into my eternal reward. Keep my thoughts, words, and actions rooted in eternal wisdom and hope for God's promises, not in the fleeting pleasures of this world. Dear St. Joseph, From this day forward, I enter under Your tutelage and protection through Your foster Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. For more resources, visit www.regnumchristi.org or download the Regnum Christi English app today.